Hallelujah. God, you are my God. I will forever give you praise. God, you are my God. I will forever give you praise. Uh, it's a beautiful song there uh, by Donald Lawrence. Uh, I will forever give him praise. Because he is, he will always be God. God, you are my God. Uh, great to have you. Thank you for always joining in. Welcome to today's Bible study. Uh, so uh, we've been on the book of Acts of Apostles for about 19 weeks now. Uh, today is the 19th edition, uh, the 19th week. Uh, so today is the 19th edition, uh, and it's it's been it's been awesome. We've we've had some very amazing discoveries uh, that we we're gonna we've been uh, using. Uh, so let's just go to the 19th chapter. Uh, thank you for those joining on Zoom, uh, those joining on Facebook. I think it's just taking a bit of time. So Facebook will soon be on, uh, and those on Instagram. Thank you for always, always, always tuning in. Uh, so let's just say a word of prayers uh, as we go ahead. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being a God uh, always. You're the God of decision. You're the creator of answers. We ask, Lord, that you be with us today. In the name of Jesus, Father Lord, open our eyes to see this, the life behind these letters. Make us uh, behave like you. Make us experience the Holy Spirit. And let him walk with us in our day-to-day -day lives in the name of Jesus. Make us blessed at the end of this session. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God, you are my God. Uh, that's a very emotional song for me. Uh, very, very emotional. I love, I love that song, Donald Lawrence. There. Okay. So welcome. Welcome once again, everybody. Uh, thank you. Thank you always. So let's go straight to it, please. Uh, you're going to have to follow me, turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter, the 19th chapter of the book of Acts. Now, on the, at the 18th chapter, we, we saw how um, Apollos was mentioned, I mean, was mentored by um, uh, uh, Priscilla and Aquila. And uh, one of the things that was really interesting to me last week was that they were returnees. Uh, Priscilla and Aquila were returnees from... Um, uh, Italy, uh, they were like, permitting me to use the word deported. Uh, so, and they were tent makers uh, because Paul was also a tent maker. Uh, he joined them. Uh, they were living together. And um, Paul experienced something that was very highly discouraging uh, during his time uh, there uh, at the synagogue. The Jews insulted him, they shouted at him, and he was like, I ain't gonna pray to you guys again. Like, this is it. I'm not coming here again. Uh, and we looked at it that, oh, maybe some of us are experiencing things like that. Uh, maybe some people are discouraging us. Some people are telling you that, no, you can't, uh, you're doing something that is right. And the people that are supposed to encourage you are the ones discouraging you. I just wanted to, not to give up. Uh, the, the angel of the Lord appeared to Paul. And encouraged him that no, don't give up. Uh, this is not the time to give up. You still keep preaching the word. I want to tell you that um, no matter what, you don't give up. Uh, keep pushing, and the Lord will help you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So let's go. Uh, Acts chapter 19. So it's going to be a quick one. I'll just do a quick read and um, 
you go ahead. Acts chapter 19, while Apollos was in Corinth. Now, Apollos has been mentored by, by Priscilla and Aquila, and that's a very significant one. There's a, a number of us, which we, we tend to throw these guys away. Uh, Apollos was learned, I mean, was, was, he knew the scriptures so well, uh, but just a little bit, he needed a little bit of, of uh, brushing here and there. And Priscilla and Aquila took him up, taught him about Jesus Christ, mentored him, and look at him, he's been useful here. Very eloquent guy. Uh, I think it was 1 Corinthians 10, 10. Was it Corinth? Yeah, I think it was 1 Corinthians 10, 10, where Paul was saying that uh, he's not an eloquent speaker. So uh, he's definitely, uh, and I was asking some of my colleagues then that could it be the reason why Paul uh, wrote more letters than uh, uh, preach? Because he's not an eloquent speaker. He said it then, a lot of you are not impressed by my speaking, or you see my writing as, as great. So maybe probably this is what um, uh, birthed the Paul planted Apollo Waters uh, uh, narrative, whereby uh, Paul. Paul would go there, do the apostolic work, I mean, the inauguration work, start things from scratch, uh, and then Apollos come because he's a better speaker. In fact, the Bible says Apollos was a very, I mean, very knowledgeable guy and an eloquent speaker as an orator. So, you know, when people want to hear them and Paul's, I mean, Paul's inability or disability now led him to writing so, much, so many letters. And here we are today uh, reading. So, I mean, a third of New Testament was Paul's letters. So, your disability or your what you thought could be a disadvantage at times uh, could be for your advantage. So, let's go. Let's quickly go uh, to now chapter nineteen, verse one. Well, Apollo was in Corinth. Paul traveled through the interior uh, regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast, where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard of it, that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience? He asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism calls for, called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who will come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as he heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied now what's going on here uh, they were baptized according to the baptism of john but remember because we need to really um, um distinguish this the bible says and they believed and were baptized in the name of the lord when jesus was living he says uh going to the world preach the gospel to every preacher baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit so these guys had the baptism of John. The baptism of Jesus was to be done. Yeah, John was the one baptizing people unto repentance. But Jesus said we should baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That was what Jesus said we should do. However, John's baptism here was baptism, but possibly not in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that was the first baptism they had here. So they were baptized in the name of the Lord. And then Paul laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can come through several ways, speaking of uh, speaking into your life, praying into your life, uh, laying of hands. We could see here, uh, although the Bible says we should not lay hands on some on people 
in a rush, but we could see categorically speaking here, that laying of hands um, was, a, was one of the things that birthed the Holy Spirit here. So the Holy Spirit was here uh, by the laying of hands onto these guys, and because the Holy Spirit spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Then Paul went to the synagogue, preached boldly for the next three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Um, in, our, in, in my local church, uh, um, I think it was last week, we had an evangelism, a mission and evangelism conference. And um, during the conference, we, we had to speak about uh, ways to defend the gospel or the truth. Uh, in the technical term, it's called apologetics. So we had to defend some things. And one of the things we, we, we realized, we brought out is, um, you can preach the gospel or defend the gospel in two major ways, like two broad ways, either by appealing to people's reason or appealing to their emotions. Uh, Paul used both. Paul used, although he used more of appealing to reason more, but there are times that Paul argued. Right? So the appealing to the emotions can either be through argument or through um, persuasion. Oh, you know, Jesus loves you. God loves you. He's here for you. He's dying for you. So, I mean, so this was, it was persuading them, persuading them, um, arguing persuasively uh, about the kingdom of God. Uh, so this could be either because, um, by laying down some facts Oh, this Jesus is like this, is doing this, is doing that. Uh, or could be proving their own factors were wrong, but it was arguing here. Uh, but some became stubborn, rejecting the message and publicly speaking against the way. Now, who is the way here? Uh, and and coincidentally, I just uh, uh, I just had a, 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 I just had someone in a group. Uh, we were actually talking a few minutes ago. About some of us not knowing what Jesus means by um, I am the way. Uh, Christians or the follower of Christ, the followers of Christ uh, in the book of Acts were first called followers of the way. Um, so Christianity or them being called Christians came much earlier, I mean, much later in Athens, uh, like, like Christ. Christians, Christian mean like Christ, like these guys are behaving like Christ, but they were called followers of the way. Uh, because Jesus is the way, uh, and that's what Jesus told us he is. So uh, they were, these people said, look at it, these people, um, verse 9, thank you, verse 9. So uh, publicly speaking against the way. So Jesus, publicly speaking against Jesus, to here is confirming that Jesus is the way, not a way, not one of the ways. And one of the things uh, that you know, quite a number of people have, have spoken with me about is, or oh, what about these people or that kind of religion or this sect or this um, uh, aspect of, of churchgoers that believe that, oh, we can appease God or we can go to God through this route or another route aside the name of Jesus or aside Jesus. Straight off, they are not Christians. I can tell you that's for free. We are followers of the way. Jesus said, I am the way, not one of the ways or a way. So there's no other way to God except through Jesus. So uh, just, it's, it, that's just it. There's nothing, no matter how popular or unpopular this is, there's no other way 
aside from Jesus. Okay, let's go. Verse 10. Okay, so Paul, later part of verse 9. So Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. They held daily discussions at the lecture hall of Tyrannus. Now, I need to point out here that um, at the beginning, they were meeting in the temple. I mean, or synagogue, the Jewish synagogue. So individual meeting in, meetings in houses, especially in Jerusalem, was because they were rejected at the temple. Here, they were rejected at the synagogue. Uh, he didn't want to have any another issue, so they started meeting elsewhere. And look at the way God plans things, and that's the song we 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 started with. Uh, oh, thou who knowest my beginning, God of decisions, the creator of answers, thou what orchestrated you orchestrated my life's journey. God, you are my God. See the way God orchestrates some things through opposition, through support, orchestrates plans your life, plans your life, plans your life, like orchestrates it to get to his purpose, what he wants you to be, what he wants you to do for him. So look at how God orchestrated these guys. And that was what, so they moved elsewhere, they changed venues. They went on for the next two years in the lecture hall so that people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greek, heard the word of the Lord. God gave them the power to perform unusual miracles. And one of the things um, we said, uh, previously is when you are on mission when you are preaching the word miracles automatically follow if you want to hear the if you want to know more about miracles be an evangelist that's it signs follow evangelists simple um god gave them power to do unusual miracles when handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin that's the skin of paul were placed on sick people they were healed of their diseases and every evil spirit were expelled. So Paul was so filled with the Holy Spirit that he, the Spirit was charging clothes. The Spirit was charging like, put. it was so overcharged that if you put an apron on his body, the apron collects charge and that apron... I mean, let's just be filled with the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray for everyone listening, watching this right now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit with signs and notable healings happening in the name of Jesus. Verse 13, a group of Jews traveling from town to town, a group of Jews traveling, okay, verse 13, let's go. A, a group of Jews traveling uh, from town to town, casting out evil spirit, tried to use, they tried to use the name of the, of the Lord in their incantations. And that is it. That is how this, this is this is where um, uh, uh, we we need to be careful. So they wanted to use the name of Jesus in their incantations. Okay, let's just look at that in a couple of other other, other translations. Uh, verse thirteen. In a few other translations, because NLT says in their incantations, and that's a very strong word. Uh, so it wasn't just like they were praying and maybe they didn't know the Jesus. So, because if you, if if in your innocence of heart, uh, you use the name of Jesus, God respects the name because He said He has given Him a name above every name that at the name of Jesus every name shall bow. So now look at this. Uh, let's read NIV. Okay, let's start from KJV. There was a certain of the vagabond Jews. Okay, so 
That's a strong word there. They were vagabond. Uh, exorcists. So they weren't um, exorcism, although a certain part of the uh, of the a certain part of, of, of Christianity now still believe in exorcism and things like that. Okay, but why were they called uh, vagabond? The original Greek says periokomai, uh, wanderers, okay, maybe okay, just trailers, wanderers, okay. So who went around? So not the vagabond of, of what we use now. So they, they took upon them to call over them which are the evil spirit in the name of the Lord. Jesus saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Let's look at NIV. Um, so there were Jewish ex exorcists from NAS and NIV say some Jews who went around driving out evil spirit, tried to invoke the name of the Lord. So because they were exorcists, uh, if you know what uh, some something about exorcism, uh it's it's not uh, it's not usually just commanding evil spirit to get out in the name of jesus um and nlc put it rightly here that he tried to include it in their incantation so which gives it uh, an evil notion so seven sons of skiva a leading priest were doing this but one of one time when they tried it the evil spirit replied i know jesus i know paul who are you i mean if which means Satan knows us. Satan knows me. He knows you. He knows you. And the what he say, what the Holy Spirit is saying here is that I don't know you. He's not, he's not saying that I don't know you. He's saying that, guy, who you be like? <laughs> who you? Do you understand? My point? <laughs> um, the I'm trying to look at in a military uh, uh, palace, in military terms. Um, if you are a one-star general two-star general and you see some rogues in fact you don't even need to be a general uh maybe you're just a an officer say a captain a, a major and you see some sergeants or or corporals collecting bribes or doing something that they shouldn't do as a military as a senior officer you can arrest them you can tell them to stop you can order them to start doing frog jump now, let's say that your friend is that captain or the one-star general who saw the crews doing, I mean, sergeants or corporals doing what is bad and commanded them to stop or started giving them punishment. And is your friend, you went to school together, you went to secondary school together, you've been childhood friends since forever, and you just come, you saw another set of soldiers, you had to tell them, order them to stop or order them to start doing frog jump. The first thing is that, hello, Baba, we come down. Who are you? Like, <laughs> so this is what's happening here. Your rank, you are not here. Like, you are not the type of people that command us to go out. Uh, and if you're in, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. So these guys didn't know Jesus they were talking about. They, they didn't know Jesus because if they had known Jesus, it just take, because you don't even, we, we read um, in the book of uh, Mark, when the when the disciples came to meet Jesus, that wow, demons bow to us in your name. They weren't even baptized with the Holy Spirit, then, but they were going out preaching Jesus. They believed in Jesus. So all you needed was to believe in Jesus. Once you believe in Jesus, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by Him. You believe in Jesus. All you just need to do is 
speak to demons, they will respect you. But these guys didn't even believe in what they are talking about. So that's why the demons didn't respect them. So, but who are you? And the man from the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such um, violence that they fled the house naked and battered. Now, if you don't have what is protecting you, if you don't have an altar uh, uh, behind you, you cannot just command evil spirits to go out and they reply you. They won't obey you. There's nothing, there's no two ways about that. Evil spirits will not obey you. I can tell you that. If you're the kind of person that um, you, we need to, we need to really get to, if you're the kind of person that don't believe in, the, in what, what you're saying, or you don't have to live a holy life. I mean, no, so that came out wrongly. Um, yes, you have to relive your holy life, but you've committed a sin. That, that's something that um, uh, the guilt is one of the things the devil uses against us. You have to live a holy life, absolutely. But you, you've committed a sin 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, you've asked for forgiveness. You're coming to drive out a demon. That shouldn't stop you because you've asked for forgiveness. The person you sinned against has forgiven you, has gone. So, I mean, that sin has gone, it's gone. And that's what drives believers back from, from commanding evil spirits to get out. And over the weekend, over this, the last weekend, I just, I, I was doing some studies and I just saw that driving out demons is the work of every believer because he said, in my name, they shall drive out, cast out demons. That's, that's what Jesus gave to us. That's just heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, drive, cast out demons. That's, that's what Jesus gave us as evangelists. Praise the Lord. Okay, please start bringing your questions uh, because I will have to rush the remaining. Okay? So if you don't believe in Jesus, that is what's going to happen to you. You're going to be overpowered. You're going to be naked. And you're going to be battered. So that's just it. Believe in Jesus. Okay, the story went... Of course, <laughs> the story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus to the Jews and Greek alike, and a solemn fear descended on the city in the name, and the name of Jesus was greatly honored. Uh, you know, news like this travel fast. I mean, <laughs> let's just go ahead. Please honor the name. If you honor the name of Jesus, then you can ask anything in that name, and he will give you. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. A number of them who had, practicing, who had been practicing sorcery uh, brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. I love this. And the value of the books was several millions of dollars. I mean, uh, there's no, this, 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 this is great. This has been happening also in our days. Whereby that's why people are encouraged to bring out their charms, bring out what they're what they doing when they give their life to Christ. And it is burnt, so it's biblical. Uh, 20, verse twenty. So the message of the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. After what Paul felt compelled by the Spirit to go over to Macedonia and Achaia before going to Jerusalem. After that, he said, "I must go to Rome." This I must go to Rome. Uh, a couple of chapters to come. We will examine it we will examine it i mean it's i just i must go to rome and because people like paul who have this uh once we set our eyes on something we must achieve it uh at times well it could be for the yeah, definitely for the 
for the purpose of God or for the glory of God. But at times we need to listen to people. Although Paul listened to people here uh, in a couple of verses to come, but that I must go to Rome was in his head and it was like, no matter what, no matter what is happening, anyhow, anyhow, I'm getting to Rome. But let's go ahead. Uh, he sent two assistants, Timothy and Erastus, ahead to Macedonia while he stayed a while longer in the province of Asia. About that time, serious trouble developed in Ephesus concerning the way. It began with Demetrius, a silversmith who had large business manufacturing silver shrines of the goddess of Artemis. He kept many craftsmen busy. Hmm. He called them together along with other employed in similar trades and addressed them as follows. Now, <clears throat> I'll just read it, but let me just paraphrase what's happening here. This guy had a business. Uh, the whole city has been converted to Christianity, so they are no longer serving uh, these gods. So because they were serving the gods before, they had to go to silversmith, make images of this god. So Paul, uh, in short, render these guys out of business. And so they plotted an attack. A number of times when people plot, are plotting attacks against you, it's not because you are doing anything wrong. It's because you are doing something right. And so because he rendered them out of business, so he addressed them this way. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth come from this business. So it's all about money for him. Like, it's all about money. Is that, is that not happening these days? It's just all about money, nothing. It's not as if he had anything against what Paul was preaching. I didn't mean that Paul uh, was also, uh, I didn't mean that Paul was doing, was supporting what they were doing. Or he said, oh, we can do that and combine this. I mean, they would have, just in as much as money is coming forward. Or Paul turned and said, you can start creating images of Christ or of the cross and he still kept them busy. So it wasn't anything, it got nothing to do with um, what Paul was preaching. It was just because of business. Uh, and so what people can do for money. It has been since forever. So let's go ahead. But as I've seen and heard, this man, Paul, has persuaded many people that had handmade gods and really gods at all. He had done this, not only here in Ephesus, but all through the entire province. Of course, I'm not just talking about the loss of public respect for our business, but I'm also concerned about the temple of the great goddess. Artemis will lose its influence and that Artemis is this magnificent, magnificent goddess worshipped throughout the province of Asia and all around the world will be robbed of her great prestige. So um, it looked at, okay, public respect for our business. And I love this guy. I mean, I love this guy, in no fairness. I love this guy, jokes apart. This guy, who is not respected as well, like that kind of a thing. Lose our public respect. And is that not what's making some people attack people now? I mean, it's 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 something. That is why that is why people will always always keep attacking you. Ah, gosh, God, please help us. Just because of their personal whatever personal interest, they kept. These guys are doing well, but just because it was going to make my business look bad, then I'm not going to allow him to do what he does. And um, it's sad that this is happening in the church. Maybe a little bit understandable that these guys don't believe in Yahweh, they don't believe in Jesus. 
Agreed, understandable. But these guys that are around us these days, we believe in the same thing, we believe in the same God. And some of us still attack each other just because of business. It's scary. Honestly, it's scary. Okay, let's go. And so he added a little bit of emotions because once he mentioned, okay, he's mentioned business, they have to add the God so that the emotions will be. Uh, and that's what people do when they attack you. The real reason you know, is he did. They're not just include a little bit of emotional blackmail and people start shouting, ah, how come he did this? And so let's go ahead. Uh, at this, at, at this, they are anger bold, you see, emotions. <laughs> Uh, gosh, and they began to shout. They began shouting, "Great is Artemis of the Ephesians!" Soon, the old city was filled with confusion. Everyone rushed to the amphitheater, dragging along Gaius and Aristarchus, who were Paul's, tra Paul's traveling companion from Macedonia. Paul wanted to go into, but believers wouldn't let him. You know, uh, <laughs> some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, also sent a message to him begging him not to risk his life by entering the amphitheater. Inside, people were all shouting, some one thing, some another. Everything was in confusion. In fact, most of them didn't even know why they were there. Emotions. You know, people just gather emotions. That they, a lot of people that are attacking, that are joining those that are attacking you, don't even know the reason why the attack is even on in the first place. Well, let's see. Let's see what happened. So the Jews... In the crowd pushed Alexander forward and told him to explain the situation. He motioned for silence and tried to speak. But when the crowd realized it was a Jew, they started shouting again and kept it off for two hours. Great is Artemis of, of the Ephesians. Great is the Artemis of the Ephesians. At last, the mayor was able to quiet them down enough to speak. Citizens of Ephesus, he said, everyone knows that Ephesus is the official guardian, guardian temple guardian of the temple of the great Artemis, whose image fell down to us from heaven. Since this is an, an undeniable fact, you should stay calm and not do anything rash. You have brought these men here, they have, but they have stolen nothing from the temple and have not spoken against our goddess. You see, you see wisdom, just preach the word. Don't speak against anybody. See wisdom in all the times, the, just preach Christ, preach Jesus. That is the only pattern given to us. Just preach Christ. So they didn't talk about anybody. They didn't, they didn't demystify any of them. I mean, they didn't talk against their gods. And it was the mayor that's confirming this. Now watch this. If Demetrius and the craftsmen have a case against them, the courts are in session and the officials can hear the case once and for all. Let them make formal charges. And if there are complaints about other matters, they can be settled in a legal assembly. I'm afraid we are in danger of being charged with rioting by the Roman government, since there is no cause for this commotion. And if Rome demands an explanation, we won't know what to say. Then it dismissed them and they disappeared. See, in our life's journey, not just in Christendom or in the church, at work, in your business, we all need men like this mayor. 
who will come and just, I mean, state facts. May, may people, may men rise for our case in the name of Jesus. May men rise for our case in the name of Jesus. God will bring people who will speak your course, who will speak to your course in the name of Jesus. I say God will bring men who will address, who will calm situations down for you. I mean, this mob could have killed these people, but God raised a man and say, okay, 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 okay. The man probably may not even have believed in the way or in Jesus. But if you have any case against these people, bring it out. Settle it legally. And that quelled the whole stuff. People, even in the enemy's camp, will speak for you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Do we have questions? No question on Zoom yet? Okay. Any question on Instagram? Thank you for today. Thank you for always being there. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Father, I ask you, Lord, that as we depart, your presence will not depart from us uh, for our defense in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week ahead. Bye.